Welcome to Optivate, a podcast for mobile marketers brought to you by Remerge. Take a short break from your screen and listen to what's working in mobile marketing and what's not, straight from the people who are doing it now. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. You are tuned in to yet another episode of the Aptibay podcast brought to you by Remerge. Today, I am your host, Tommy. And today, as always, I have an exceptional guest on the line with me. I know I say this a lot, but I, I really, really mean it. I am particularly excited about today's guest because I've read a lot of his content online. I've seen a lot of the interviews that he does. He is an expert in the subject matter we're going to discuss. And the subject that we're discussing is one that I think tangentially we've hit on here and there in different episodes, but today it's our core focus. And I'm really, really, really excited to speak about this particular subject because I think what's been happening in this space is incredibly fascinating. And I think it's going to be highly impactful on our industry for years and years to come. So without further ado, today's guest is Highspirit Poles, who is the director of Connected TV and new channels at Adjust. Highspirit, what's going on? Hi, very nice to be here. Thanks for coming. How's life? Good. Yeah, it's. I'm in Berlin, in Germany. It was the first really cold and gray day of the year. And that's, well, a fact of life, I guess. But for the rest, it's going well. I, for our listeners, am ironically also in Germany, in Berlin, probably just a few kilometers from Highspirit right now. And I can attest that it is cold and extremely gray. I'm here for the week. And when I looked at the weather before I left, I was like, oh, it's going to be 50 degrees, 45, 50 degrees Fahrenheit every day. And so I didn't bring a jacket and I have been very cold for the last few days because the weather has not panned out in my favor. But it still is a beautiful city. I still love spending time here. Have you lived here a number of years? 20 years of my life. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) No, I moved here from the Netherlands where I'm originally from as a student and then got a job at the university. I got married. I got a kid and I got various jobs. So before you know, you're 20 years. That's more than a few years. That's a few decades to be exact. That's amazing. I mean, it's a wonderful city. It's interesting. And I've, I've spoken about this before, right? But a lot of guests we have on live in Berlin or have lived in Berlin for some period of time, but it's often seen as somewhat of a transient city where people come and go quite frequently. Do you see this as being home for the foreseeable future, for a long-term future, or do you have any itch to go somewhere else at some point? Well, never say never, but for the foreseeable future, I'm going to stick around. Yeah. Got pretty attached. Can't blame you. (laughs) I can't blame you. It's awesome here. You've bopped around. Obviously, you said you came here for university and you had a number of jobs. How long have you been working in like the mobile tech space? Is Adjust your first kind of foray into mobile, or were you in the space prior? I've been in... At Czech for quite some time, I started working in that space a very long time ago, around 2005, 2006, for a German affiliate network. Then I was working for the university for a while, got back into the private business, so to say, and worked for a couple of startups for a British company, but it was always more or less related to ad technology and to measurement. I think that is one of the key things I've been working on consistently that I like (laughs) to do, to bring 
data to the table by which people can judge whether their efforts are worth it or not. Well, you're at the right place to be executing that sort of job function. Obviously, I think Adjust and, and all MMPs sit at such a crucial crossroads in our space, which is the exact thing that you intend to do, right? Connect the dots between what it is we're doing and the effect of what it is that we are doing from a search, advertising, whatever perspective. And it sounds like it's a field that you obviously enjoy. Now, have you always been on the product side? Mostly, yes. But actually, it's an interesting story. I think I did a lot of research when I started at Adjust. And I had the role of a product strategist, which was the idea about it was that I discover and explore the next big thing and then try to build MVPs around it so we can see whether it's worth it discovering and exploring more. And at one point I came across Connected TV and I, I said, well, this, this is it. <laughs> they say it's going to be the next thing, for the next very big thing. So I made a board presentation. I remember that, not going to name names, but there was someone at the board who said, nah, <laughs> this is a distraction. This is not going to be it. Luckily, there were other people in the Adjust Leadership team that said, I think you're right. So go do your stuff. And well, I think I can say the rest is history. We came out with first products for the CTV space, enabling mobile app marketers to measure the ad efforts they were doing on connected TV. And we came up with the first measurement product that allowed marketers of apps that function on connected TV devices to measure their marketing efforts on connected TV devices. This was bundled as a CTV ad. And I think the biggest, the most important thing it covered was that it was not just a product itself. We also delivered a network with it, a network of partnerships, because we can't do any serious measurement without building a network of partners with what you could call the publishers in the connected TV space. So then we're talking about streaming services. We're talking about the CTV platforms. We're talking about DSPs, some traditional digital DSPs, such as the Trade Desk, but we also teamed up with DSPs that have specialized in a connected TV in a very early stage, very visionary companies, such as TV Scientific, Vibe, and Smartix, for example. And that is crucial because without having those partnerships, the ability to measure is going to be extremely limited. Let me back up for a half second. Because you mentioned you make a presentation to the board. I'm going to assume this was, it couldn't have been much more than a year ago because I think of the, maybe it was a year and a half ago or so. But I think most of the products adjustives has, that you've mentioned here have come out in the recent past. Is that more or less fair? Yes. Well, we officially launched CTV at Vision, I think in May this year, May, May or June this year. But that was a bundling of what we already had. We had tested it with our clients. We had already built our first partnerships and it started in growing and growing. It just, it needed a, a package, so to say, uh, to make it marketable. But well, without bragging too, wanted to brag too much, but it was a tested product and functioning and scalable product before we came out with it. That makes sense. I guess where I'm going with this, though, is the timing of it all, right? Because streaming services aren't new. And 
you could argue a lot of the streaming services to be what Roku provides as a publisher, right? Disney Plus, so on and so forth, right? They didn't come out in the last year and a half or two years even. They've been coming out prior to that for the most part. My question in all of this is, why do you think we've seen adjust, and even the industry as a whole, you mentioned some powerful DSPs, TV Scientific, Vibe, et cetera. Why do you think we've seen these sorts of products and organizations start to emerge more over the last, we'll call it year and a half, two years, as opposed to prior to this point? What was it you think that really led to this charge into the space most recently? Let me try to give you a macro and a micro answer. So the macro answer is the pandemic. So due to the pandemic, people fled into entertainment, basically, and started turning their living rooms more to an unprecedented level into to home cinemas, basically. And so they were investing a lot in connected TV. Also, I think, and this is particularly important for the US, yes, Netflix had been around for a while, Hulu had been around for a while, but we reached critical tipping point, so to say, when it came to cord cutting. So there was all of a sudden a critical mass of people who had canceled their expensive cable subscriptions and were streaming only on their CTV devices at home. And advertisers started to realize if they limit themselves to linear television, they're going to miss out on a group. And then there was a growing number of, on top of that, of court nevers. So younger generations who were starting to create their own households and weren't even subscribing to cable services. And were buying CTV devices and streaming on them. And advertisers also realized that they had to go into that space, otherwise they would miss out on these people. And I think, yeah, like I said, the pandemic accelerated all of that. And as a good product manager, uh, particularly in the role I had at the time as a product strategist, it's my job to foresee those kind of developments and make sure we have the products that can facilitate the shifting needs. So that's why I said, well, let's follow the money. We see that budgets are moving to CTV, so there's going to be a demand for measurement and we will have to do it. Yeah. Also, maybe one more thing that we saw that there is an emerging CTV app industry. So more and more companies have started to develop apps that function on CTV devices. A lot of people still strongly associate a connected TV with streaming and streaming with Netflix. And that is what a lot of people do on their connected TV devices, obviously, watching Netflix. But they do a lot more. And in the foreseeable future, they're going to do even more on those connected TV devices. And even across verticals, we see that gaming is becoming bigger and bigger on connected TV. And even utilities is becoming bigger. So I think all of that accelerated. And this year was, I saw somebody call it the year of connected TV. There were actually, yeah, when I went to events or when even my CEO, he was in Las Vegas at the MAU and he came back and said, yeah. Nearly everybody asked me what our CTV strategy was. So thank you. And don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure at all, yeah, yeah, man. I can attest to that. I was at MAU. And I mean, it's something that has been super interesting to me because of all the discussion around it and because it feels like such an obvious place for 
performance app marketers to spend money. We spend so much time in this space hunting out valuable inventory, hunting out inventory that's going to have high impact on the performance of our apps or the growth of our apps. And we saw years and years ago, and maybe in what, 2014 or so, we saw app studios finally start to invest in linear TV, like Candy Crush and King.com and Machine Zone were there. But that measurement was probably all executed through some sort of media mix modeling or something like that. Today, one of the big differences is with CTV, you can use a partner like Adjust to execute more accurate measurement. Can you speak to me a little bit about the role you play in that regard and some of the challenges that, that you're able to overcome with, a, with, with through Adjust and helping people get a better vision of the efficacy of their CTV programs? Yes. Well, I think the first important message we had to get across is that with connected TV, not only these efforts are measurable, so an ad on the big screen is now just as measurable as an ad on a TV screen, but it's measurable within the context of all your other marketing efforts. People, particularly mobile app marketers who used to do TV advertising, they would use a third-party measurement provider next to adjust and then maybe try to combine the data, but it was siloed. You had the results of your mobile marketing efforts and you had the results for your TV and you had to try to make sense of them, but they were not very mergeable. What you can do now is say, okay, how does connected TV fit in with the rest of what I'm doing? Google ads, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, on the mobile phone. And I think that was the first message we had to get across. The second thing that was very important is that you have to evaluate connected TV in a bit of a different way than you do regular mobile marketing. This is where my story about the assists come in. I've been talking about that a great deal, but it's very, very important. In mobile app marketing, we've always focused on last touch. There's nothing wrong with that. We are very performance-driven. We are working with a lot of channels or are used to work with a lot of channels that perform very well down funnel. Google Ads is a very good example of that. Apple Search Ads is a very good example of that. Most social media sits relatively low down the funnel, so to say. Connected TV can do that, but by nature, it sits a bit higher. Imagine what you're trying to achieve when you're doing connected TV advertising for a mobile app. What you want is that somebody's sitting at home comfortably behind the big screen is watching something, then a uh, show gets interrupted for ads, and this person sees an ad for a mobile app, thinks that that's interesting. What will this person do? Grab the mobile phone, of course, and start looking for it. Now, if this person does that, there's a very high chance that he or she is going to be confronted with sponsored search results. Maybe people check things out on Facebook. A lot of people have that reflex. What are my peers saying about this? And then they will convert via these channels. And in your last touch measurement data, you're going to see, well, this install came in via Google Ads or Facebook. And there's nothing wrong with that. They contributed to getting you those users. But Connected TV also is making a contribution. The reason why we're not seeing that is just that it's upper funnel. It's also impression-based, which is usually not prioritized compared to clicks. And there are some other reasons, 
So we'd have to develop a way of reporting that acknowledges this performance higher up the funnel. And that is what we do with our so-called assist dashboard, which basically, on a very basic level, gives you the information. You had 10K users this month coming in via Google Ads, and 4K of them have previously seen an ad related to one of your connected TV campaigns. That's it. Is the idea here more just to show the data or is the idea here to apply some value to that data? Or is the idea to let the advertiser apply the value? Meaning you say, hey, 10,000 people downloaded your app that were attributed to your Google campaigns or Apple search, we'll say, Apple search campaigns and 5,000 of them saw one of your connected TV ads. Is it just role then to say, those connections have a CPA of this or are worth this to you? Or is it really just, hey, advertiser, here's how much that like maybe contributed to those efforts of Apple search? That is a very good question. <laughs> and something we at Adjust, we have a lot of discussions about. So I think it's a very, not sure whether I'm describing it well. It's a thin line we walk there. Obviously, we don't want to patronize our clients and saying, this works, this doesn't, right? We don't want you to do the thinking for them because they're perfectly capable of doing that themselves. But yes, when things are getting more complex, which is what is happening when connected TV comes in, which is what is happening if you go beyond lost touch and we're going to say, well, we're doing full funnel reporting now, they require a certain level of, no pun intended, assistance. And But to what extent, to what level we go there, ultimately, yes, what we want to say is, well, if people convert via Google ads and they've seen connected TV ads, or they engage with connected TV ads, that will get you to an X percent of additional value for those users, for sure. But we're not going to we're not going to do the interpretation for them. That is Yeah. Well it's a very hard thing to do, right? Because it's very hard to assume how much value did something have in a consumer's ultimate decision to download an app or to make a purchase or whatever the case is. But it's so important to see that there is some correlation, most likely, right? And it sounds like that's what your team is, is looking to do for your partners, right? Is to help them have a stronger idea of that correlation between these disparatizing mediums, especially in the case of CTV, where if I'm watching my TV, my interaction is inherently different on my phone because when it's when I'm on Apple search, I'm already on my phone. I just click a button. I'm good to go with TV. It's just a completely other medium. So connecting those dots is challenging. It's interesting that you bring up the word correlation because in a recent discussion I had with a designer, I said that I said, our job is to show the correlation, but it's up to our clients to think about causation. Yeah, that's exactly right. Do you find, because this is new, right? This idea of multi-touch attribution, which is in some ways what this is, is not so new, though I would argue people know I have, I have very specific opinions about MTA and I, I don't think it's ever really been executed too much. But what you're doing to some degree is that, right? Is delivering those correlations between two different mediums to your partners. Do you find that people are, when they're running CTV campaigns, that they find that 
seeing that correlation is enough for them to invest more in it, or are they so, or advertisers still so stuck on that last touch attribution where it's still hard for them to get over that hurdle and to accept CTV assist as a mechanism that they can determine the efficiency of their TV buy? No, 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 no. Because when I show them the data, it's it becomes very easy to convince them. So we can, in nearly all of the cases where we have been evaluating connected TV campaigns, we've been doing this for some time now, show that if you run CTV campaigns, that the installs that have customer journeys in which connected TV plays a part, only between 2 and 8% will actually get attributed on the lost touch basis to the connected TV campaigns. So that figure makes it clear that you need additional information to evaluate those connected TV campaigns. Otherwise, you can't make a fair judgment. And yes, I had strong reservations about multi-touch. I think also that it never really took off. It was never executed well. That's why I advocated here, let's keep it very, very simple. We are not going away from lost touch attribution because that's what people are used to. That's what how they work. And after all, it is the last ad people see before they decide to install an app or to well to reactivate an app or whatever. So it is a very important touch point. But we say, well, you have the attributed engagement and you have the assisting engagement. That's it. We're not going to I remember this from, from the discussion. We're not going to work with bathtub models or with staircase models or reverse staircase models and so because it all makes too complex. And even if the UA managers understand it, the CMO is not going to understand it. So it's not going to work. We keep things simple. We say attributed and assisting, and that's it. I think that's great. No, I think it makes a lot of sense. And again, at a minimum, if you can paint some picture as to what that consumer journey was between CTV and their behavior with your app, and you educate marketers on the value of it to some degree, and however they want to interpret it is up to them. But creating those connections is so very important. It seems to me, I think most people in this space first became like, I think, really aware. And I know this is a little bit out in left field, but it's, it's been on my mind. When we first became really aware of connected TV, it was probably around I think it was last Super Bowl or whatever, where it was Coinbase, right? They ran their famous QR code, amazing, super, super cool ad, their QR code thing where it went around the screen and everything. This rambling is just to ask you, are QR codes a real thing? Like, is this something that you see your partners leveraging and do they see good results with that? Or are they more seeing CTV as a mechanism to get out a message in a more clear way beyond a QR code? Tentatively, the latter, <laughs> but there's some things. So yes, a Coinbase example, obviously that was fantastic, but you need to keep in mind a couple of things there. It was the Super Bowl commercial. So commercials, everybody's paying attention to. Yeah. It was something very, very new, unusual that immediately grabbed people's attention. That was already there. It was gamified in and it was heavily incentivized. You can't always do that, so to say. And even if you do it, if you incentivize and gamify it, you need a special moment to make it work. I'm looking forward to the World Cup, by the way, to see what's going to happen there. And it comes with a certain amount of risk because, I mean, their, their servers melted when they did this, right? They had serious problems. So it's, yeah, we do have clients that experiment with QR codes. There's something 
extremely intriguing we saw. Engagement with QR codes is relatively low. So people don't necessarily scan, provided it's not incentivized, it's not gamified. It's just you, know, you have a commercial, you explain your product, and then you have a download now, use this QR code. But the creatives that have QR codes are among the best performing CTV creatives. So perhaps they trigger a level of seriousness. Perhaps they trigger people's attention. Hey, that's a QR code. And then they're not fast enough to respond, but they do start looking after them because they feel like they've missed out. We can speculate endlessly, but it is a fact. Let's correlation causation. The correlation is clear. If you put a QR code, or at least based on what I've seen so far, if you put a QR code in your connected TV app as a mobile app marketer, then it's bound to perform quite well, better than creatives without it. So that's why I always recommend people to put a QR code in there. Feels like you have to do that. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate you letting me ask the left field question. I have a bunch more. I want to be cognizant of your time and everything. So I'm actually going to simplify the last few questions. Obviously, like, I think me, I see so much value in connected TV, really always have. I think it's such a beautiful opportunity for performance marketers to leverage high impact traffic still at reasonable costs, right? Because it's not fully saturated in the way that some other things might be while getting effective measurement through partners like yours. That's my opinion. It's obviously your opinion as well, to some degree, I don't want to speak for you, but what are you actually seeing? We heard about it at MAU. We heard it's been a big buzzword or a big buzz topic, you could say, in this space. What kind of growth have you seen in the connected TV space, if you can speak to it to some degree? I think I can, yeah. In October, we tracked a quarter of a billion CTV impressions on a monthly basis. Wow, that's a lot. And let's think. the same time last year, it was zero. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, we need a quarter billion could be, a, I mean, it's a shitload. Wow. In one month. That's massive. In one month, a quarter of a billion impressions tracked in one month. And over the course of a year, the Rio Praria was literally zero. Wow. And do you find that, is it for everyone, right? I guess that's the other question, right? Can all performance app marketers find use here? Or are you finding that for some, maybe it's cost prohibitive? Because I would imagine that the average CPM rate for something like a connected TV advertising placement is higher than what you would get in display on programmatic, for example. But are you finding that it's adopted across multiple verticals or are there certain verticals that seem to be leveraging this more? Yeah, obviously there are some clients who can't pay this $60 CPM of Netflix now. But I think there is a lot of... the playing field is getting bigger and bigger. And I think with now with a lot of AVOD and FAST channels, so FAST are purely ad-driven streaming services emerging and gaining popularity, it's going to be great. You're going to have a lot of niche stuff. One of our partner companies is World, for example, and one of their products is basically a white label streaming so solution, allowing anybody on the planet who has video material to set up their own streaming services. Now, I spoke to somebody of the BBC. They have streaming services dedicated to TV shows from the 70s. And advertisers can take great 
advantage of that because they are very specific demographics and interest groups, and they can use that to their advantage. All you have to do is find your sweet spot as a mobile app marketer, obviously get the right measurement, and then I see it working for everybody. But it does require doing homework, research, and experimentation because it is a new and emerging space. Not everything you try will work immediately. We see a lot of things changing all the time. So it's, yeah, it requires extra effort, definitely. 100%. Last question. What is the biggest challenge that this particular space you would call CTV, right, faces in the near future? What's the biggest thing that we have to overcome, if anything? It's a good question. So I'm inclined to say that we we have to do something about the fragmented inventory landscape. And recently there was a case where $1 billion was wasted on CTV ad. Now that's one. And the only reason was that these ads were served on TV devices that weren't on. But if you look a bit closer, why was that happening? Well, that was because the inventory was sold by CTV apps, but the ads were effectively shown on smart TVs that belonged to a, or belonged, that had an operating system other than the operating system where the CTV apps were native in. Sorry, this sounds ridiculously complex, but what people are doing is that they're connecting their Roku devices to Samsung smart TVs. And there, it, things get really complex to, to get a certain level of data consistency. And that is a problem because you don't even need bad intentions to yeah, make mistakes there. And that has to do with the, the complex inventory landscape, but also that people behave differently with, with connected TVs. So in mobile, everything is perfect. You are either an iOS person or an Android person. You tend to be very religious about it. There's always only one person behind a mobile screen. So you're targeting individuals. In particularly in the US, some people have have six, seven TV devices in their homes. <laughs> but it's true. Is right? it true? Yeah. And they and, and yeah. they, they yeah. don't have a lot of brand loyalty necessarily. So nobody's very religious about only okay, maybe there are some people, but Nobody will have only Roku in their home. No, they're just picking the best products for the purpose it, it suits. And maybe the Roku works better in the bathroom and Samsung works better in the living room. I don't know. But that does happen. And people connect all of these things with each other. And that makes things complex. And then also what comes on top of that is that people are watching TV together, which makes the whole the topics like, like targeting, data consistency, measurements, all of that makes becomes very, very complex. And that is a major challenge. That's a tough one. Extremely fragmented. But at the end of the day, I think there's so much behind this that eventually solutions will come. There's just so much interest and investment in CTV as a whole. And obviously, organizations like Adjust are making everyone's life a lot easier when it comes to measuring this. So I think there's ambition in the industry to work this out because, I mean, even the bigger players understand that they need to fix it in order to give advertisers what they need. And I think there's a very positive atmosphere around those topics now. People see a lot of growth and 
there's room for a collaboration. There is. Ultimately, I'm really excited to see what happens here. What we'll have to do is we'll have to have Jan again next year. We can talk about where we're at in terms of fragmentation. But with so much happening in this space, so much change, like very curious to see where this particular medium kind of heads in the next year or so. So please, I would love to have you back. And obviously, you know everything about this subject matter, at least infinitely more than I do. So I've really, really enjoyed learning from you today. And I appreciate your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. And I'd love to come back. Awesome. So for all of our listeners, today's guest is Kai Spritz Poles, who is the director of Connected TV and new channels at Adjust. Kai Spritz, thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks for taking a break with us and listening to our weekly episode of Activate by Remerge. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends about the podcast. The more people you tell, the further we can spread these awesome mobile marketing insights. See you next week.